Why do some people have some terrible side effects on a carnivore diet? You just have to troubleshoot these areas where your body is still screaming at you. It's not a one size fits all. Your body can go from this quiet whisper to, you know, when things start to go a little bit awry to screaming at us. She is Frankie Kuehl, a renowned nutritionist, the creator of The Kitchen Detox and a guest speaker on the 5-Minute Body Carnival Club. Are plants trying to kill us or not? What Anthony Chafee talks about plants are trying to kill us, there is a huge amount of truth to that. But if you are able to optimize sleep with a tiny amount of plant food being reintroduced, absolutely amazing. Honestly, an incredible episode. But before we begin, I just want to say a big thank you because we have passed 30,000 subscribers on this channel and it's because of you. As we grow, we're getting more amazing carnival experts and I've got some very exciting plans for 2023. Okay, let's get right into this episode. So I did a poll on my YouTube and on the 5-Minute Body Club asking people what are they struggling with on carnival? And there were so many questions. I wanted to go through 10 of the top questions. Hopefully we can cover all of them, but I wanted to pick them out randomly as well, just to be fair to everybody. So can we get started on the first question? Of course, far away. So the first question is, I have really bad leg cramps, especially when I'm just starting carnival. So leg cramps, what can we do about it? And why do we have leg cramps? So this is a really common one. I see this a lot as well in my practice that people initiate carnivore and then they get some cramping, muscle aches, a few headaches. And this usually stems from an electrolyte imbalance. We have to remember that we have a kind of store of these carbohydrates we've been eating for quite a long time. And then when we deplete our carbohydrate stores, we tend to deplete the water that we've been storing. So for every gram of carbohydrate that we consume, we hold about three times that amount of, of water. When obviously we let that go, we let go of the water and in turn we let go of those precious minerals. I think people sometimes underestimate how quickly that electrolyte imbalance can happen and kind of sodium, potassium, magnesium get a little bit out of whack and they're really vital <laughs> you know and uh, they, it can be really nasty often people will feel those cramps um at night like lots of things if we're feeling unwell it's kind of heightened at night time having an electrolyte supplement through the day just daily can often really help that of course it's good to kind of source those correctly um elementi are great yes i've heard of elementi yes they're amazing and the main question i know that people are going to ask how many packets of electrolytes of element uh, do you need and if you don't use element or those electrolyte packs and you just supplement with like redmond's real salt or some good quality salt how much yeah. should we be having every day? The beauty of carnivore is just that we become so in tune with our bodies and that does take some time, but salting our food to taste, just using your tongue as the best indicator is, is great. I think that is always the most natural and effective way to start. And some people find that, you know, as long as you're using a good quality salt, Redmond's Real Salt is fantastic, or well, just a good quality salt, Himalayan, you know, sea salt, 
then that can be enough sometimes to just keep those cramps at bay and keep minerals balanced. If you're having exogenous electrolytes, just have the one sachet a day. You could break that into two halves, sort of half the sachet in the morning and half in the afternoon. Okay. Random next question. This one is good. Experiencing painful bloating and indigestion on carnivore. I experience this as well. How can we deal? Okay, first of all, why do we experience bloating on carnivore? Because you'd think that you wouldn't have any bloating just eating meat. And how do we deal with it? So it depends how regularly you've been consuming meats before. Your body gets very used to not having to digest meat and fat. So when it suddenly has to do it on such, you know, you're going from a lot of plant foods to suddenly lots of meat and fat it's quite a shock and the body needs to have time to remember how to do that there's suddenly quite a lot of pressure on your biliary system and your gallbladder and your pancreas if your if your gallbladder hasn't needed to you know produce a normal quantity of bile because you've not had the fat coming in need some time to remember how to do that and some people need the addition of some bile salts to help keeping hydrated between meals is really important that's another habit that we've created throughout all time we'll sit down and have a glass of water with our meal and when you glug down a load of fluid with your food it's like you're diluting those precious stomach acids and you can create bloating so there are little tweaks um, that you can make that make massive, massive differences. Sometimes it's just time, time and eating smaller portions and letting your body adjust to this mechanism. I definitely um, so found that um, the smaller portion, so not having these, you know, one or two massive meals, but having four meals a day and not fasting. Some people will leap into carnivore and it's fantastic. You see people's drive because they know it's such a healing thing and there's so many things that can be achieved. But when you get the flip side and something's not quite working, people lose heart very, very quickly. Um, but what I see is that they go in all guns blazing, go to sort of the extremes of carnivore along with maybe some fasting OMAD, that is a, you know, it's a sudden real stressor on the body and you don't, it's just not necessary. Well, I wish I met you uh, a year ago and you would have saved me so much pain. So that was, oh. that was <laughs> Goose, I, I did all these mistakes that all of our members are saying. Okay. Random question. Let me just see. Number three, post-menopause, hot flushes and night sweats. Even yeah. if they're on carnival, have you seen that with okay. a lot of your clients? <laughs> yeah. And menopause is an area that is not spoken about enough. You can see people sail through, con uh, sail through menopause sometimes because of the way they have treated their body in the lead up to menopause. If you have had a 40 years of high processed, um, high sugar, high carb diet, and have been fairly sedentary then you're gonna have a really hard time e even if you're carnivore you know you've got the change in diet which is an extreme thing for your body to be going through as well as this extreme shift in your hormones 
think give it some time don't go back to a highly processed diet but don't expect there to be this kind of miracle cure in carnivore and i love that that you said carnivore is not a miracle cure there's no one size fits all but it can help with anything that you're going through so specifically talking about menopause and i've seen so many experts like dr lisa wiedemann kelly hogan so many experts they're trying this high fat carnivore i've tried it as well i i absolutely love it so what do you think about high fat carnivore increasing the fat to actually help with these hormonal changes does that help at all yes so High fat is really, really helpful. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of cholesterol. We hear the word cholesterol and automatically we think heart disease. It's essential for so many functions within the body. And importantly, when it comes to hormones, it's the precursor for all our steroid hormones. If we want them to balance the saturated fat is really important through menopause but just if you're experiencing irregular cycles if you are having fertility issues what i see most often is that higher fat approach really really helps and it doesn't have to be extreme i know some people really do advocate for the kind of just chowing down on lots of butter and and that's great. If you if you enjoy that, do it. Just a little intermission while Frankie is getting a bit of <laughs> background with less sunshine. Look at yep. that beautiful background. <laughs> if you have night sweats and if you have stress, just be in that background and you're going to feel amazing. <laughs> Next question. Let me just see out of all the questions. Okay, this one is good. Been carnival for quite a long time, but they have persistent low energy and they're exhausted the whole day. So... What can we do about that, Frankie? If you are just persistently exhausted, I think it is essential in that case for you to really up the fats. I think people forget that when we remove glycogen and we haven't got that fuel source anymore, you're running on fat for energy. You've got to get enough in. And people still have that, if I eat fat, I'll get fat. And it stops, it just creates that block And they forget that, you know, that is what's going to be driving their energy, keeping energy levels stable. Even if you've had a more um, active day mentally, you're going to, you could require more energy. And certainly if you've got a lot of healing to do, your body is going to prioritize that healing. Sometimes that really does take quite a lot of fat. And if you, you get to these points where you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so fatigued. I don't have enough energy to just do normal daily activities, then it's time to just really address the amount of fat that you're getting in. I think a lot of people are so confused around when they hear people say, increase the protein, lower the protein, up the fat, lower the fat. What does that mean for people? And quite rightly so, it's very confusing. Somebody could say 200 grams of fat a day, even on this kind of platform right here, we can't actually help people individually to say, okay, you need this much fat or you need this much fat. It's really about calculating it for yourself, whether it be on a macro calculator or even eyeballing a portion and just saying, you know, I'm going to increase it incrementally to see how I feel in terms of my fatigue and my energy. But also at the same time, track your weight on your measurements because it's kind of a balance as well. Some people, they want to 
improve their fatigue and their energy and they just increase the fat and they think, yeah, I feel great. But hang on, on the other side, I'm putting on so much weight. We have this number in our head that we want to see on the scale or, you know, how we want to feel in our clothes and that's perfectly normal. But sometimes our body has a totally different idea of what a healthy weight is. It's really, really hard and it's a really disciplined process to go through of letting go of that idea, you know, and it's what we're teaching our daughters. It's just stop looking at the magazine covers and these women all over social media who look like they've got six pack abs. And, you know, you've even got older women out there who look absolutely incredible, ripped to shreds. And naturally as women, we can be envious of those girls achieving that, but you have to be able able to weigh this um, sensibly, always prioritize health first and just be really comfortable with allowing your body to find its natural body weight. And whether that is a few pounds more than you hoped it would be, but your period cycles are regular, you've got more energy, you're sleeping well, you're pooping well, you're, you know... If all of these things are in alignment, but you are three or four pounds heavier than you would have liked, so be it, in my view. That's exactly, Frankie, what I love about you. And by the way, that's what we're also going to talk about on our monthly meeting. So Frankie's going to join us once a month on our membership group. I'll leave the link down below, but we're going to talk about all of these things, all of these individual questions that you have. She's going to spend one hour with us once a month. And you can ask all of your questions because that's what I love about you. It's not just about, let me get the body that I want right now. It's about what's the longer term plan? What's the longer term healing? I think that is so important. Having platforms and communities where you can access a more bespoke treatment plan because Carnival is a treatment plan in this, you know, in this age when we've come on three, 400 years from how this just naturally was for people, up bodies have gone through so much look at carnivore as a a medicine you know the prescription for you is not going to be the same as your neighbor or your friend you have to consider where the root cause of your symptoms is coming from somebody coming at carnivore with thyroid issues no gallbladder you know it's going to be completely different to someone coming at carnivore with type 2 diabetes and a lot more weight to lose and there's so many different variables in our starting point to this that's why we need people like you frankie okay (laughs) i think we just have time for one last question you might have tackled this before but How do we balance electrolytes without fruits and vegetables and carbs? Okay. So this is again, just as common as the kind of leg cramps and stuff is going into the issue of electrolytes again. You can definitely balance electrolytes with the use of exogenous electrolytes, but sometimes that isn't enough. And the cause of the electrolyte imbalance is different. People suffering with oxalate dumping, when you get rid of those oxalates and there's a a lady who who, um, has has written a book, I think it's called Toxic Superfoods. Yes, Sally K. Norton. That's it. Um, (laughs) 
she talks about how this can have a direct effect on electrolytes and balancing electrolytes and actually the sensible reintroduction of a few oxalate rich foods helps this problem to resolve so if you have tried having the, the salt the redmond's real salt you know you're salting your food to taste and you're um, optimizing the amount of fat that you're eating and you've you've played around with the protein and fat macros and things are still not improving and you're getting cramps you're not sleeping well it's time then to think about what small amount of plant food can i add in just as a way of optimizing those areas because let's face it this is you know this has to work for people and again it's not a one size fits all we need to stop you know going down the rabbit hole of thinking we cannot ever eat a plant again and having a small amount of plant food is going to kill me because it's not yes you know what Anthony Chafee talks about plants are trying to kill us there is a huge amount of truth to that but if you are able to optimize sleep with a tiny amount of plant food being reintroduced absolutely amazing because having poor sleep is so much worse you know you have to choose what's the goal if you have done everything else and you're doing everything perfectly you're moving incorporating exercise you're eating um, a good balanced carnivore diet and you've done a bit of troubleshooting but your sleep is still not optimized you can really delay healing that's going to be very um wow and controversial for people well maybe not actually maybe some people are you know thinking about carnival 100 percent, or you know open to trying that little bit of plant food but you know it's about being open to an individual's needs and i think yeah. you quite rightly said that if you need it for that particular reason then maybe it's warranted it's a bit of a tricky situation because you see a lot of uh, experts out there saying this is how i eat and this is how you do it and i'm the first to say that how i eat is not how you should eat absolutely and you know there are so many people that are ketovore or you know completely whole hog carnivore or you know whole foods just a whole foods approach and anyone who is just beginning to think about food that goes in their mouth is just you know at the start of it that's fantastic dr ken berry will often talk about the fact that it's if you're vegan brilliant wonderful because you're thinking about what goes in your mouth <laughs> and i think there will be a whole range of very variations in what works for people and and that might seem controversial because you know this is about using carnival as a as a medicinal tool but somewhere along the line it can really affect people's mental health and their confidence and if things don't work and that's you know that's equally it's really painful and sad to see when someone puts all their <laughs> eggs in one basket and have been you know someone's been suffering for such a long time and they are pinning their colors to the mast in carnivore and it doesn't work that can be soul shattering 
and I just I don't want that for people so having a bit of plant foods um, or a bit of flexibility on carnivore and going maybe more ketovore or you know people still have their coffee you know so again you just have to troubleshoot these areas where your body is still screaming at you your body can go from this quiet whisper to you know when things start to go a little bit awry to screaming at us well we've, we've had a lot more questions so um, which we can't cover, but we're going to cover it on our monthly meetings. Um, so Frankie is going to join us for the monthly meetings once a month to start off with, and we can dive into all these other questions um, by all these other members that we've had. But Frankie, how else can people find you? I am the founder of The Kitchen Detox, but if people want to book one-to-one with me, they can go through Dr. Sam White's website. I work along Dr. Sam, who is a wonderful functional medicine practitioner. So if people need the extra, you know, support from lab testing and things that can be incredibly helpful. Perfect. Well, thanks, Frankie. And we're going to see you on the live meetings.